And now, today's word. Now, many of us, when we say Christ is in us, we, we see it like we are the glass and he is the water. Or when we say we are in him, he is the glass and we are the water. In that illustration, although you are in, you are not part of. The glass is not part of the water, and the water is not part of the glass. So when we, are, we say we are in Christ, what does it mean? I'm going to give you three pictures that the Bible paints of that union. The first, Jesus Christ himself states it. And, and, and the apostles stated, he is the head and we are the body. He is the head and we are the body. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. So this is the picture you have, the head and the body. Now, the head is quite distinct from other parts of the body. The head is not the hand, the head is not the neck, the head is not the stomach, the head is not the leg. So the head is separate or distinct from the body. But the head is joined to the body. So the head gives to the body and the body gives to the head. The head flows to the body and the body flows to the head. There is a dynamic relationship. So it's not separate. If the head separates from the body... It's a different condition. But the head, he is the head, we are the body. We are joined together. We flow into each other. As he, the Father is in me, so you will be in me and I in you. That's what Jesus said. You'll be in me and I in you. He is the head, we are the body. So that's the first picture we want you to have. That it's not like water in a glass, it's like the head on a body. And the Bible says that analogy is to show that in everything he has the preeminence. Although we are joined to him, we are not equal to him. We are joined to him, but we are not equal to him. He is in us and we are in him, but he's the greater one. So that in all things, although he is in us and we are in him, he has the preeminence. Second analogy, Jesus Christ himself gave it. He is the vine and we are the branches. John chapter 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. The branch is not the same as the stem. The branch is not the same. But the branch is joined to the stem. And the stem takes nutrients to feed the branch. The branch doesn't feed the stem, but the stem feeds the branch. So it's a dynamic relationship. We are joined together. That's the second picture. Of our union with Christ. He is in us and we are in him. Third picture of our union with Christ. He is the bridegroom and we are the bride. Ephesians chapter 5 
verse 25 to 27. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Are there husbands in the house today? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Before you ask your wife to give herself to you, you must give yourself to her first. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Now, I'm not teaching on marriage, but it means that in this union, your words sanctify and your words cleanse. Your words don't pollute. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not in her spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. Now, Jesus, the Bible uses the relationship between a husband and a wife as an analogy between Christ and the church. When we, a husband and wife join together, they become one flesh. They become one flesh. One is head, the other is supporting, but they are one. They are joined together. They submit to one another. And that is the third analogy. He's the head, we are the body. He's the vine, we are the branches. He's the bridegroom, we are the bride. In all this analogy, you find that there is a dynamic interchange. We bear his name, we share in his wealth, and he provides for us. When he's a vine, he gives us nutrition, and he gives us sustenance. When he's the bridegroom, he gives us his name, he gives us his wealth. When he is a head, he gives us authority, and he guides us. This union with Christ is the basis of everything we enjoy as Christians. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 to 7. And this is a very important verse, and I'm going to end here. It says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, you and I were not there. <laughs> When Jesus died, we were not there. When he was nailed to the cross, we were not there. But the Bible says the moment we are joined to him, God reckons that the day Jesus was dying on the cross, you were also dying on the cross. Why? Because he is in you and you are in him. So when Jesus was nailed to the cross, you were nailed to the cross. 
But the part of you that was nailed to the cross, the Bible calls your old man. Your old man. Now, your old man doesn't mean your father or your grandfather. There's a joke uh, where you know, somebody said uh, to, to a preacher, he says, I know Paul's father. I know the apostle Paul's father. Now, there's nowhere in the Bible where, where Paul's father is mentioned in the Bible, but this guy says, I know Paul's father. And, 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 and the preacher says, uh, how did you get to know Paul's father? He says, well, Paul told me who his father was. How do you know Paul's father? He said, well, Paul says, my old man died with Christ. <laughs> now, you get it later. <laughs> now, Paul is saying to us that when Christ died, our old man died. Who is the old man? Not your dad. The old man is your old nature. Sin. Your nature, if, if your nature of drinking, your nature of smoking tobacco, on drugs, adultery, fornication, lies, deceit, all that is your old nature. And when you are in Christ, the Bible says that nature was crucified with Christ. And that nature died. It's no longer alive. So when somebody says, well, you know, when, when, you know, if you really provoke me, I'll show you my true nature. What's your true nature? You know, I, I can get very angry. Well, your angry man died. Well, in our family, uh, you know, my, my father uh, married three women, and it's in our blood. That old man died. You know, in, in, if I have all this bad habit, and I can't keep my word. That man died. When did he die? The day you say, Jesus came into my life, you are in him, he's in you, and his death becomes your death. And the Bible says that old man was crucified with Christ on the cross. There is no old man alive in you. The old man has been crucified. The old man is dead. Your old nature is dead. You know, the key to living the Christian life. You know, sometimes people say, Pastor, so how, how can I live holy? Wow. How can I live holy. It's like a man who, who looked at another Christian and said, so you mean you don't, he's a married Christian, he said, you mean you don't have a girlfriend? You, you mean, eh? <laughs> it's almost like, you know, this is the, the biggest mystery in the world, eh? Is it possible? Yes, it's possible not because I am self-disciplined. But I reckon, I consider that the old man died. And if he died, he has no power over me again. And the Bible says because of that, reckon yourselves, consider the old man dead. The old man is dead. If you used to be a bad girl, is dead. 
You used to be a bad boy is dead. You used to drink is dead. You used to smoke is dead. You used to be on drugs is dead. The moment you come to that relationship, you'll find bad habits falling off you just like that because you are now living your life not in yourself, but in Christ. The old man is dead. The old man is dead. The old man is dead. He's dead. And you are alive in Christ. Dead, but alive. The old man is dead, but the new man is alive. The Mesa Otabel you see today is not the Mesa Otabel who was born by his mother. Because that Mesa Otabel was in Adam. But at a certain point, Mesa Otabel moved from Adam to Christ, and the old man died. Every trait from my parents, every sin from my ancestors, every ancestral curse, every ancestral gene, every genetic predisposition, the moment I transitioned in Christ, the old man dies. The old man dies. And I am now alive. Not the Mensa Otabel that was born by his mother, but the Mensa Otabel who was born of the spirit and of life. There's a new man standing in front of you. There's a new man sitting there in the pew. You are not the same old person your parents gave birth to. The one your parents gave birth to died on the cross, but you are now alive in Christ. You are alive in Christ. Don't go back and pick the habits of the old man and try to live like him. No, he's dead. Bury him. But you are alive unto righteousness, unto holiness, unto wisdom, unto soundness, unto favor, unto victory. The old man who was defeated is dead, but the new man is alive unto victory. That is what it means to be in Christ. When he died, we died. When he rose from the dead, we rose from the dead. When we, he ascended, we also ascended. When he's seated at the right hand of the Father, we are also seated at the right hand of the Father. Far above all principality and power and every name that is named. You don't just sit in your home Wherever your home is in Accra, you are now seated in heaven. Can you feel that? Just look around you. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Not Abobloshi. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Underneath your feet is the devil. The devil is under your feet and you are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Around you are angels ready to obey every command from you because you are seated in Christ in heavenly places. That's where you sit. That's where we sit. Christ in us is one truth. But we have to start living we in Christ. In him we have this ability. 
and we're going to continue with this journey. It's going to be exciting for you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.